Welcome everyone to the Brothers Take podcast. I'm Chris and I am joined today by my brothers Adam. Hello. And Eric. Hello. And uh, we are back in the room this week to talk about the Batman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can finally talk about it. <laughs> I'm dying to talk about this. Um, this is going to be a spoiler filled discussion, just so people know, just from the get go. I, a lot of people probably haven't seen this yet. So once the like intro plays after that, that's like your final spoiler warning. And from then on, because we're going to be talking about our feelings about the movie, whether we like it or dislike it, what we like or dislike about it. And to kind of back up our thoughts on it, we will be jumping into spoilers about the movie. We also made a New Year's resolution at the start of the year to like, keep all of our episodes going forward around the hour mark mm-hmm. this is where the challenge will come in i think <laughs> this one i think will be challenging but we're going to try and keep to it because it'll keep us on track as well so that's that's the plan we're talking full spoilers for the batman matt reeves the batman we hope people have seen it uh, and we'd love you guys to jump in and get involved in the discussion as well. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please do jump down into the comments at any point to share your thoughts on the Batman or even what you think of some of the stuff that we bring up. And please do us a huge favor if you enjoyed us. Give us a thumbs up, hit subscribe, click the notification bell for future content. If you're listening to audio platforms, and you can also touch base us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Brothers Take, to give your take on the Batman. But without further ado, let's talk vengeance okay. wasn't great was it i don't well i is that is that how you feel i don't know <laughs> I, I, so for context for people i suppose me and eric went to the same screening Mm-hmm. And Adam went the following night, and we all on my own, spoken to each other. <laughs> uh, so, like, obviously, me and Eric came out at the same time, and I have a rough idea of, <laughs> like, me and Eric have a rough idea of how each other feel. We've no idea how Adam feels. So maybe just very under our own interest, we should start with Adam. Um, sure. How how what you think of the movie? Pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. End of end of episode, right? We kept it under the hour mark. Yeah, yeah. We all thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for coming, guys. To see that. <laughs> so I suppose then the question is, why is it pretty good? Um, for, for for each of us, and we can go into more more details on that. Um, why was it your favorite? Pretty good film. What was it? What? Your favorite pretty good film? Yeah. Why was it your favorite pretty good film? Eric, was it your favorite pretty good film? Ah, it was pretty. It's pretty good. It was pretty good. I I don't think, I will say this just from the get-go, going forward. I do not think this is a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. I'm right there with you, buddy. However, (laughs) I really liked it. I really liked it, and I'm buzzing to see it again. Yeah. And I think the main reason I want to see it again is I want to watch that opening again. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh sure. my god. Even while I was watching even like mid movie, I was like, this is so good, but roll to start again. <laughs> like, I've like really enjoyed this, but oh man. My biggest I... disappointment going in, in, in my experience going to see it yeah. was purchasing popcorn. Okay. Oh. This is yeah. not a movie for eating popcorn too, I have to say. Right, right, right. It's right. just no, there's no, right. not many moments where you can just start scoffing the popcorn because like there's just kind of silent dialogue throughout and you are going to be that prick in the cinema where where it's silent <laughs> and you're just like <sighs> yeah because it's it's a crime thriller noir but using batman characters yeah more so yeah. than anything that that's what it is it's not a superhero movie it is a comic book movie it had so. the tone that i wanted to show gotham to have yeah i think that opening little kind of when you see got oh yeah i mean the, the bit where i've kind of had like a oh i'm not so sure and uh oh i'm loving this uh kind of throughout the film right but like the beginning of it where we have uh his monologue his rorschach style monologue i'm uh, fucking yeah. <laughs> loving it and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that 
that looked like Gotham. It's like it started with the tower and it was kind of like coming down. The camera was panning down. It's like that. That one hundred percent was Gotham, and it didn't look like you know, like in a Nolan trilogy where it's just like, who are you kidding? That's New York, or that's Chicago, right. or yeah, yeah, that's like Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. it's yeah, like yeah. I don't believe for a second that's Gotham City. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the it's the best looking Gotham City since Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then and then you know it can come down to preference after that. Uh, this looks like a real place. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I suppose Tim Burton's one was just that little bit more comic booky, Like it was a little bit more like fantasy, I guess. Yes. Um, but oh man, I just love the fucking, just the, the, the criminals who were looking at the shadows, waiting for him to come out and shitting themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that yeah, is so great. good. That I really so wish good. there was a little bit more of that. Like, like where, where like throughout the film, or uh, or if it 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 showed up again, right? Because I felt after that, any time Batman came along, uh, criminals weren't actually so afraid of him. Some kind of, but not so much. They were actually willing to go over and try kick the shit out of him. Right. Yeah. So that that uh opening had more of an impact at the beginning than it did throughout the film, and I just wish that would have showed up again somewhere. But then, isn't that like part of it? Is that not all the criminals are afraid of him, actually. Mm. Yeah. At least, not yet. Yeah, they're kind of the mobster guys, which is who he, who he was up against throughout the whole most of the movie, weren't really that afraid of him. It was the kind of low-life shop robbers and muggers and vandals. Because the mafia are not low-life. <laughs> they're not petty criminals, I guess. More <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. I, I, I really liked the, that the, the beginning... Apart, well, first of all, obviously we get the the first Riddler kill. Yes, which is yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Look at, I was looking around. I was going, did anyone bring their kids to this? I, <laughs> I fucking hope but so. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta learn today. Yeah. Uh, but then I I really liked that it kind of after that it followed almost the perspective of the young criminal guy who he just had half his face painted. Mm. Yeah, and he was kind of being pushed into this by the people he was around. He was terrified of them, but he was more terrified of Batman than he was of those people. Like he, he was going to do something terrible. Yeah. Right? Um, but what he would not do is try to take on the Batman. <laughs> like he wouldn't do that at all. And he just liked that. And I thought it was like, I, you could see the fear in his eyes. I thought he was, great i don't know who that actor was but i thought he was really really good and i suppose maybe a, a concise way of like talking through this movie is to focus in on the actors yeah i think throughout kind of the performances performance performance. were excellent and yeah. and i uh, surprisingly the one that really stood out to me the most because i was a little bit unsure i kind of had a feeling about what type of portrayal Falcone was going to be. Right. Based on who was cast. Mm-hmm. But fuck me, he blew me away. Like, that is probably the best Falcone I've seen on screen. Yeah, well, okay, so to start there then, yeah, John Turturro, he kind of chewed up the scenery when he, like, <laughs> when he was on screen. He was just, I don't know, like, really charismatic, really slimy, really, like, horrible and like even I, I like I was giddy when he he had that exchange, the exchange between him and Bruce outside the funeral. Yeah. And he talks about the Hippocratic Oath. I mean, first of all, I was like, oh, my God, that's straight out of the long Halloween. Yeah. Well, so there's I, a lot of I, I, there's a lot of oh, that in there. Oh, my God. I was like, Trout. this guy has read the comics. Like, yeah, there's <laughs> so much in there. But um, just that exchange was really good it's like you don't think that meant something and he's like yeah yeah he took the hippocratic oath it's like oh yeah that's good <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. oh it was such a good exchange but yeah, yeah i liked john tutorial eric what do you think of uh falcone oh yeah i think he did because the thing about well i mean i like him and i like the actor that played him in the, in the dark knight trilogy it's just unfortunate that in the dark knight trilogy he's kind of pushed aside relatively quickly oh tom wilkinson Yes, Tom Wilkinson, uh, like he did, he did a very good job. He was, but he was just more scary than what John Turturro brought to Falcone, mm-hmm. which was an element of businessman and charisma, and that you could almost see that this guy had a plan. And when he walked in somewhere, he owned the room 
without fear and power. He just owned it. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm here. I own it. You know I own it. I know I own it. I don't need to do shit. I own yeah, this yeah. place. Yeah, I mean, he's brought that sort of aspect to it, which is quite nice. I feel like as well, he could, like, if he said to someone, oh, look, I'll, I'll do you a favor. You might believe him. Yeah, he actually he, could he's... get roped into it. He didn't yeah, have like, that kind of scary presence, I think, that, uh, well, he does, but not in the same way that the penguin, right? If the penguin came up to me, this pe- particular penguin came up to me and said, mm. I'll help you, I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> but if, if, if <laughs> Falcone came up to me, this this version, and said, I'll take care of it for you, uh, there's something about him that's a little bit fatherly. Like, you can mm-hmm. see how he can take younger men under his wing and... yeah kind of mob, brings them into that mob lifestyle uh, and then they're trapped they're stuck with him uh, yeah, like and that's with, that's kind of scarier with him it's it's you are signing a deal to devil like with this guy yeah yeah he was excellent he was so good it wasn't he at was, all what i was expecting yeah no, he was like yeah because even i was like really that guy but then i i actually thought he was going to have a much smaller role in the movie even when i heard who was playing him I was yeah like, he's and we didn't hear much about him. He was mm. pivotal to the story. And actually, I was 100%, like, yeah. this is really good. Like, he's nearly the secondary main villain yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Well, he is, really. Like, it's kind of the whole story. is More really so than Penguin. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely yeah. more so than Penguin. But then speaking on that, what did we think of Colin Farrell as the Penguin? Great. <laughs> he's just, he's <laughs> great. He's great. That little, uh, that little exchange when... Um, I suppose it's the the comedy aspect a little bit, where they have him chained up and they're Gordon and they're doing the, the good Batman. cop bad cop. Yeah, that's that's an excellent scene. Really good. I was laughing. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, even when he was like, "Oh come on," you're like, "Oh this is so good." It's so like typical like gangster. Like yeah, it's it's great. Oddly enough, it's um, just it it's unless you tell me he's the penguin. There's not much to him that kind of is is straight up the penguin, but I love this version of him. I think it's probably the second best portrayal of the penguin. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you know in saying that it's funny because, like, the penguin as a character is net like he has a long history in terms of Batman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's he's always one that is like less interesting to me i'm not that into the penguin as a character because i always think you're kind of limited in what you can do with him and yet in saying that they've found a lot of interesting like even the guy who did him in the show gotham i thought was arguably one of the best things about that show right and then even if you want to go back to the campy 1966 batman show like there was nothing wrong with that performance of penguin either within that within the confines of what that show was mm-hmm. and so and all these so i could think of four like live action penguins now that are so different to each other yeah and i'm like jesus actually maybe the character has way more like depth to him than i ever yeah and i i like this type of uh this and the show gotham um i like that the underdog trying to become the mob boss mm. story of the penguin I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably just because I have an interest in the mob in Gotham. There's just yeah. I, I think it's a kind of a thing that kind of is always pushed aside because the supervillains are, you know, more fun to explore, I guess. But uh, that gives you an opportunity to explore the mob when you use the penguin. Uh, and I think people aren't so precious about the penguin in terms of you know if you do something different with him. They're no. not going to. They're not going to be so angry. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. That's so precious about the Batman, um, kind of universe in general. Do you know? Well, I don't know. I think um... there's, a, there's a few characters that have changed over time in terms of their portrayal, and people yeah. tend to go with it. I don't know. There's one in particular that I I think um it's. You either have to really fucking nail it or don't do it at all. Are they in this movie? Uh, possibly, yes. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, we'll see when we get there then. Um, I t- well, I'm going to actually... say yes because I think it's been confirmed. So yes, <laughs> they're in the movie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Joker? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I mean. Like, I, think, I think that's the, 
that's a very precious character that unless you have something that's like gold mm. then don't do him essentially it's kind yeah, no, it's, it's, it's oh, the yeah, general consensus it has to be high quality right but yeah. i just mean even like in terms of if you give him a totally different backstory people don't mind they're not that precious oh no in terms no, no. of the no, no, character yeah, yeah like obviously yes everyone wants to see the characters portrayed well but i just mean in terms of like did you nail the canon of the comic and it's like it's it seems to be fine around the batman villains and things like they're often like even you know in the dark knight rises like bane there's aspects of him that are comic book accurate but he's not necessarily like he doesn't have the venom at all yeah and everyone's okay with it it was fine it was a great performance like you know it's like yeah there's not many uh other comic book properties that you can get away with being that kind of liberal with the characters do you, mm. yeah i think so because i find in in com- i don't want to go off topic too much but if i find in comics uh comic movies um the, the even if you take Marvel's films as well, the the villains are the only ones that they're not actually sticking accurately to, as as much as the heroes. Like what they're doing with like uh, Zemo and things like that. Like they they tend to be a little bit more ca- creative with the villains mm. in general. Um, right, right. Like even when they first did sort of the Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah, the ten. Elementary. I, yeah, I but find think it... about how mad Eric got when they did that. <laughs> I, I loved that man. Well, uh, not yeah, the not I the don't... actual dude. You know, like the uh, the yeah. guy Pierce one was silly. Yeah, I I don't know what to talk about. Uh, they only ever did the Mandarin in Shang Chi. Uh, they never ever tackled that before. <laughs> Denial oh. is the key to happiness. Um, yeah. Just before we move on from the penguin, I do like that. And in that scene that you were talking about, Adam, um, by having his feet cable tied, they had him waddle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this. I thought that was really funny. It was like they're really pushing it. Like everything has to be grounded. So it's like, so if the penguin is going to waddle, there has to be a grounded, realistic reason for why he's waddling. <laughs> That's just a cable tie sequence. Well, I um, think he also has a limp in in the film as well, which kind of gives him a little bit of a, a wobble. Did he have a limp? Oh, I didn't notice that. At, That's at, cool. At the end, when he's when he's you know when they they essentially, which I love that scene as well, when they actually arrest Falcone. Yeah, and they have yeah, him. Yeah. Falcons are like, yeah, sure. All the blues, you work for me. And then they take him outside. There's fucking the hundreds of cops. And it's great. But when Penguin walks out, he is actually walking with him. All oh, right, okay. Maybe they damage his oh, leg. No. Oh, that's after the car accident, probably. Ah. Yes, it would be after the car accident. So will yeah. he keep that limp going forward? Will his leg never get better? I'd you know, say they'll keep be, it. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, and I, I have to say, when they first announced this cast, like, and I'm talking what two, three years ago. Mm before we saw anything and yeah. hearing who was playing certain characters and that they were casting Colin Farrell as the penguin <laughs> I was like what the fuck like who the fuck is casting this shit yeah I think most and, of oh man the ca- he was great I think most of the casting throughout was just a bit like seriously mm. I think Paul Dano is probably the only one where I was like okay I can see that oh yeah 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 everyone agreed with Paul Dano was there everyone was like yeah Oh, I mean, he did. He did. You did. Well, then speaking of him, yeah, we might as well talk Riddler next. Eric, why did he do a great job? Uh, It's I. It's his little kind of mannerisms in his performance, more so than when he has the mask gone. When you actually finally get to see him and everything, and just the little things he's doing, and just you can really see how much he lost. I think I was explaining to you, Chris, when we were walking out. One thing I love is when they actually do arrest him and they pin him down to the ca- coffee table and they actually shatter his glasses and you could see the fury in his eyes staring at the crack because like, you just broke my glasses, you absolute assholes. Like, <laughs> and you could just see the fury because he seems like someone that would be very delicate about that sort of idea of his appearance. And so this is extremely disrespectful to him. He's so smart and he's taken in the mob and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when he sees Batman, his eyes just change to wonderment. Yeah. Like, so to go from rage to wonderment and then the big smile comes to the face. So I just thought that alone was like, wow, that's, that's some amazing acting. I okay. really liked um, that scene in particular, the, the scene in Arkham Asylum. Hmm. I thought that it was interesting because like all trail, I was like, oh, this is a very different take on the Riddler. Like obviously the, what you expect is still there. Hmm. Right. In terms of like the riddles and stuff, but 
in terms of the voice and that kind of stuff, it was like, oh, that's very different. And Riddler typically doesn't wear like a mask. And so that's that stuff's cool and it's different and it's a new take. And then when he was speaking in the prison, I suddenly was like, I could see the kind of Jim Carreyisms or the the Wally Wimbert kind of versions of the character. It's like there actually is like, I don't know, you know that 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 Riddler voice that everyone just agrees is the Riddler's voice was like yeah. was kind of present in Paul Dano in that moment, and I was like, oh, this is really really good. Uh, not that I wasn't also enjoying the other version, but it's just that it was it became kind of definitive in that moment. I thought, yeah, almost as though like I mean, this is a is this is like an origin story for um the the villains but um mm. it's like unmasking the riddler reveals the riddler it's like yes. the mask itself yeah. isn't actually the riddler at that point that's and the it's, question and it's only when he is in in prison makes his new friend that's that's the that's the dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's the, the riddler yeah, yeah 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 um and i have to say man and this is not necessarily to apoldano's um Dano? Dano? Paul, uh, what, whatever. <laughs> Paul Dano, I think it is. I think it's Dano, but yeah. This is not necessarily to do with his performance, which I think is really solid, um, but just to do with the way they wrote the Riddler and utilized yes. the Riddler in this movie. Yeah, I, I think I, the I, I, I loved it. character of I the Riddler, a lot of... Um, there's a lot of hands involved in this, whether it's the costume department, the lighting department, the script, uh, the audio engineering all came together to create a very great character one that's you know like because i think the last batman villain that i really enjoyed i suppose on screen would have been bane has the similar all hands on deck to kind of get this character working and um yeah especially the lighting Mm. (laughs) again going back to the start the, the lighting for the start was great but it does. Add I, I, I laughed. Uh, yeah, I laughed. I'm not. When... I'm not too sure kids should see this, just because that is incredibly scary. Yeah, the bit it where it's scary. like the the light goes and you see him. Yeah. yeah. In the shadows and. Um, yeah. Yeah, I laughed out. <laughs> you laughed out loud. I did. I did. I I I got I the general feeling that everyone that was in my screening really hated this movie. I I really? I, I genuinely feel that way just what? because. Wow. Um. When it finished because everyone in our screening i got the general feeling loved it good yeah that it's just the when it ended i just people just kind of got up and left and just looking around the room as well there was a couple of like i don't know tired faces i guess or they right. I, probably not into it but when the reason i laughed at that bit i was it was just because finally finally it was like a laugh of excitement that i, I finally get a, yes. a, this type of movie i've really been wanting this type of film for a long time i know we kind of got it with the joker um but i just i got recently i've been watching on netflix there's a whole section um 90s right and it's things like what's that film america it's anthony hopkins and jo- uh, ryan gosling oh yes um i can't remember the name of it but but there's just there was just so much of these types of films yeah Yeah, so much of these types of films where it's like it's just crime right it's like uh primal fear and uh along came a spider seven like it's these are like we we haven't had these type of films in a long time and this is now one of them and i hope this is like a return to these darker more serious depressing shit that we don't have to laugh at (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like i think like in, in particular dimension of seven. Oh man like the comparisons to seven are spot on like I, zodiac I, i've heard people throw that out there and zodiac but i've heard people throw that out there yeah like in the lead up to the film even and i was like well it's not gonna be like seven and then you watch it like oh it's very like seven it's very <laughs> it's like, like seven even like yeah. the traps and stuff that uh you know and obviously they don't go into explicit detail of showing you mm. exactly like the trap but your imagination does enough I think to yeah. say oh, fuck. the the and like I, the the rat trap is the worst one. Yeah, wow, and I loved the sequence. It's probably one of my favorite sequences in the movie. I love the sequence with the DA, with the bomber in his neck, with the phone in the yes, hand. Yes, that's excellent. He's got two minutes to yeah. answer three riddles yeah. before the bomb goes off, and just that whole exchange and the tension building in that scene, I thought was like, this is just perfect. This is amazing. Mm. I love this. This is the Riddler I've wanted for a long time. This is the Riddler. 
that I wanted ever since I saw The Dark Knight. Yeah. Where I was like, where I was like, man, I'd love to see what they'd do with a modern Riddler after seeing what they did with the Joker. And like, you know, we never got one. And so just even when the Riddler was announced for this movie, I was excited because I, I love the Riddler. And I think this was a really great take on the character. And it makes sense. Um, and also brought out that detective side mm-hmm. of Batman. And I just you... loved all of the detective shit in this movie. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but I suppose on the kind of villain side then, the last villain really to talk about, uh, apart from some of the you know other kind of supporting characters and stuff, would be Catwoman. Not really a villain, but I suppose right. that helps so us the, start going over to the good side as the, well. The, the sort of anti-hero character of it. Um, yeah. Yes. yes. So what yeah, do we think I've... of Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle? I thought she did. Excellent job. Excellent job. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely yeah, excellent. I, yeah. I, I think I think I prefer this Catwoman over the the Dark Knight Rises Catwoman. I did as well. Yeah. But I felt that they found a more natural way to fit her into the story. Yeah. You know, like I was yes. kind of worried. I remember when they announced Catwoman and Bane as sort of a duo, and I was like, I don't see it. I just don't see it. And then even in the film, they both have arcs, but their arcs don't really mix. Yeah. All that, all that much. Like, but whereas this one is just that Selena Kyle is kind of caught up in this scummy, horrible world, and of course they use the I oh, just I love the. They used from the long Halloween the Falcon as her father. I was like, that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that is perfect way of keeping these characters in this movie. And even like the moment she looked in the mirror and said, I don't have a relationship with him. Hmm. I was like, oh my God, are they going to do it? Like, yeah. are they going to do that story? I was like, that is so good. I could, uh, I loved it. Yeah, they really, they, they took quite a few. What I loved about it was that it wasn't like, oh, this is a one for one, the long Halloween. But it's right. clearly like that was the main comic that they kind that was, of took yeah. some stuff out of, even as far as her scratching his face. You know, yeah. Like... There was I. I did notice a uh, a continuity error. Yeah, he had those scratches on his face before that scene. Oh, did he? He yeah. did. Yeah, oh, I yeah. noticed that. He was looking at like the TV or something, and he actually had them. And I was like, oh, I didn't notice that earlier in the film. I was oh, like, "That's cool, okay. though," because I rec- and then she did it, and I was like, "Oh, that's a, that's a like, Pippin has his hands, yeah, 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 open thing. It's a, it's a mistake. Like I, I can look past it in terms of the, the overall scope of the film, but I did notice it, and uh, it did stand mm-hmm. out. But yeah, she was. I thought Zoe Kravitz was great in the movie. Um, awesome. Performance. I always found it, it's quite interesting what she did with the with the eye makeup where it always kind of there's a bit, bit of a glitter happening around her eyes mm, yeah um, where it always kind of gives her a little bit of a a teary-eyed look yes throughout i did notice that yeah um but it just mirrored her performance it's like as if she's wearing her emotion her on the outside or something it, it just it worked alongside the batman who also looked very teary-eyed throughout the whole film but like teary eyed in a in a rage, like that kind of yeah, yeah. point of anger that it brings you to to tears. Yeah, she also I, I suppose before moving on from Catwoman, I really liked and I was really hooked into the bit where she was going to kill Falcone. That was like, a great that's what sequence. She was on her way to doing right. Yeah. That whole sequence was great, and Batman's mission in that moment was yes, take down Falcone, but yeah. also kind of save Selina Kyle's soul. Like, don't yeah. let her murder him. Hmm loved it that's perfect batman drama where it's like batman and catwoman disagree on this point of view and that's the thing that's going to kind of wedge them a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and also i have to say because i was like we didn't really know leading up to it i was like i don't know if batman kills in this version or not it looks very possible he doesn't kill he has a no kill rule and i like it i'm i like yeah. it <laughs> i'm happy about that because uh, otherwise, I'd be like, fucking break that Riddler's neck. like that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Don't put him in the asylum if you have a no-kill rule. Whereas if you feel strongly, no, I don't kill, then it makes sense. I'm looking to bring this guy to justice. I am not looking to kill him. Yeah. So, yeah. and as well, if you had a, a, if you didn't care about killing, you wouldn't be going in to stop Catwoman. 
it'd be helping her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it just, it, it does change. Uh, it, it adds to the story, I think that he has that point of view. But I suppose on, on the topic of Batman... Well, it adds to it, the absolute story arc of the whole film. Yeah. It, that, that story would fall apart if he killed, so... Yeah, yeah, in, the, in this version of Batman. Yeah. So, what did we think of Robert Pattinson as Batman? Yeah, he's... He's really, really good. But I don't think he's the best. I've seen some dialogue that this is the best on-screen Batman ever. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I think maybe I could put him up against Bale. I still think Bale kind of comes out on top a little bit, especially as a Bruce Wayne. But there's aspects of this Batman uh, that go beyond Pattinson's yeah, performance. I think that is yeah, I, uh, better than Bale's. Yeah, I think this Batman is better than Bale's, but Bale's Bruce Wayne is better than yeah. Pattinson's. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. with this Batman, he's much more like he has that anger, he has that rough, he has that grit to his voice, but it's not comical because Christian Bale's Batman's voice is comical. People yeah. mimic it. They not so much in the first one, though. I think if not you were so try- if you're one. trying to compare this lad with the Batman Begins yeah, one, he's, he'd be closer to the Batman Begins. That's tough, isn't it? Because Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises were just they were comical. You took the piss out of them. In fact, most like I I don't watch the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises for Batman. Which is weird. I'm watching a Dark Knight movie and I don't care about the Dark Knight in it. I'm watching the watch Heat Ledger's performance. I want to watch everyone else's performances. Uh, but this one was very... Um, yeah, he had that sort of Rorschach kind of about him to his voice, which was awesome. Because, yeah, when he started doing that journal, I was like, oh, this is sexy. Yeah. This is nice. <laughs> uh, and then at least when he's fighting, he's not fighting with his elbows all the time. Which is nice. Yeah, and the fighting was pretty good. The fighting like, was good, the, yeah. Because even though we see it in the trailer... Ah, it's still great a moment when your man with the makeup, skull makeup, goes for him, and then he's dum dum just wrecks him. And it's like, yeah, ah, those I could feel those hits, like those powerful hits. So, yeah, yeah. And his Batmobile. I mean, the extension of Batman is the Batmobile. Oh, oh the when, of when that, that thing fucking came oh, out, yeah, yeah. Like, Holy that shit. thing's terror. It was terrifying. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, yeah. A, like a I like that he up. played like he had like a sound come out of it. He also revved and did a bit of a like a, he moved forward a little bit but didn't fully go to sort of say go on try run. Mm. Like, yeah, it was he very much used it in an intimidating, I'm gonna hunt you down kind of way. Yeah, I thought it was great, really really great. And uh, yeah, I liked Pattinson as Batman. Um, I think I like more how Batman was written though. I'm not fully convinced like he's a good actor i'm not fully convinced though that someone else couldn't have done as good a job yeah i'm not fully convinced that this was like a only robert pattinson could have done this batman Hmm, do do you get me yeah but i also feel that way about some of the other batman and and to be honest no one has ever done a bad job with what they were given (laughs) if you know what i mean um (laughs) No, I know. Like I know, the first thing is George Clooney, right? But it's like, no, yeah. look at that whole film, though. Like that. Yeah, I, I, I know. It's not George Clooney. Well, it kind of is, though, because I feel like his heart wasn't really in it. He just loved the money. I think. I think, I, I think he hundred percent would say that too. I don't think so, but I think he would say he made a big mistake doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, he would. He does. He has. He does. Yeah, he does all say all it. He keeps a he keeps a picture of him in the bat suit to remind himself that he failed that city. <laughs> not to do something like that again i did like um i i liked and again this isn't necessarily pattinson's performance which i do think was good but just in terms of what they did with the character in general i like how much time he was in the bat suit yeah like he's in the bat suit for nearly the whole movie yeah we we barely get a bruce in it and uh it's not really a bruce wayne character to be honest um and i did i've heard them speak in interviews and stuff that the whole approach to this is that he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. He never wants to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He just wants to be Batman all the time. And maybe the idea is that in the aftermath of this movie, after seeing everything that's happened and realizing that just being Batman, he has actually had a negative impact as well in terms mm-hmm. of inspiring people that maybe he'll work more on being Bruce Wayne in the future. And, you know, like the the mayoral candidate character was saying to him that you don't really do anything mm-hmm. for the city. You should do more. Yeah, like maybe that kind of stuff is going to maybe he will become a philanthropist, you know, in the next installment or the installment after that or something like that. 
Um, but yeah, I, I like uh, as what when he was on crime scenes, he was very quiet, very observant, and ju- like he was very deliberate in everything he said. Yeah. And by fuck, sometimes he made me laugh. I thought his like the the sort of deadpan humor I thought was really good. Like him and Gordon, who I suppose we'll get to next. But like when Gordon's like, you could have you could have like pulled your punch. And he's like, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Or even when he said the cat was like, you've got a lot of cats. It made me laugh. I was it's just the way he said it with like, you know, Tom Drive. Yeah. yeah, Tom Drive. <laughs> Tom Drive. That was really good. Um, but yeah, Jeffrey Wright is Gordon. Amazing. <laughs> he's really good. I think, that, yeah. I, I, look, I, honestly, everyone's fucking great in this movie. Yeah. Not a single shit actor except for Baby Owl, but we don't really know. I, I'm not sure about the Joker just yet. Yeah, I know. Because we just haven't yeah. seen him, really. Yeah. yeah. That was but a bad scene, though. It was a bad scene. But yeah, everyone was, else in it, amazing. And this is a great, a great Gordon. Because yeah, there's two there's two moments in this movie that are very just kind of feel tacked on, sort of maybe the studio kind of came around and went, here Matt, we know we gave you a lot of freedom, but we want this sort of stuff that just didn't think worked. But yeah, like Gordon was great. Gordon Gordon was great. The like the dynamic of them even when they got to the police station, and Gordon is trying to keep oh, yeah. all the police officers from killing Batman. But at the same time, trying to stop Batman from killing all the like, he's just yeah, caught in the middle, like caught in the wedge, like that whole sequence in the police station it's was great. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Fantastic. Now, one thing that does ruin the end of that sequence for me—not ruin it, but I—I'm not, I'm not with it. I don't like it. The wingsuit. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that, I like, see. That's interesting because like people are on different. Because yeah. honestly, I would have been okay with like. Um, just going with it. Like I don't care if it's possible. Just seeing him come off and the wings go out like a fucking glider, Arkham style, and he flies. That I I just think that would have been just a lovely crescendo to that scene. But the wingsuit and then the camera that kind of looked like it was attached to his head as yeah. he was going. I was like, this is cheesy. All right, I love that he's he, he he bopped his head. Yeah, <laughs> you get injured. You get fucked up. That, that's why I like shit. I liked the, the that's why I like the wingsuit. Is that um, this is a year or two Batman? He's figuring out his equipment. Mm, it's yeah. likely now he hasn't got much control over that. That's not a good one uh, because he he crashed. He fucked up. He could develop then the next the two point yeah, which will be the full that, the full wing thing. That that's why I liked it as well because it was just shown because that is yes grounded in believability. That's like if you're going to be gliding off buildings, you would use that sort of flying squirrel suit. And then yes, but in an urban area, that doesn't work when you got bridges yeah. coming halfway and everything like that and stuff. So yeah, you probably will go for something now that's much more. And I think stuff. the use of gadgets throughout this movie, I really enjoyed. Man, I love the contact lenses that he can watch back and and relook yeah. at Great the idea. scene afterwards. Yeah, so good. And even when he gave them to Selena, I was talking in her ear in the club. I was like, I love this. this yeah, it was great. very um bond a bit wasn't it like a bond moment yeah you know talking on the headset yeah and i loved that he was so determined to get to the end of it that uh he was willing to put her in danger a little bit Mm. almost like he's a bit reckless this batman yes yeah 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 um we don't get an awful lot of alfred in the movie no i think yeah i was a little bit i was a little bit disappointed by that i think um mm. because he again was excellent in the little scenes that we got of him um but yeah unfortunately we didn't get enough yeah i thought yeah. he was really good and i would have liked a bit more and i think there's an emotional exchange between them early in the film that happens too early to the point where it didn't work for me cuz i it just came off as um Bruce being broody for the sake of broody. Like he came off as sort of it, it kinda looked like a serious version of Lego Batman. <laughs> yeah. I know but yeah, I know like, too, yeah, yeah. You're not my father, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh Yeah, that it just it didn't work. It, did, it? it didn't have that same punch that say some of the scenes between Michael Caine and Christian Bale had in The Dark Knight Rises, mm. where your heart is breaking as Michael Caine is delivering those lines because they've had 
lots of conversations leading up to that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, so I just feel like that needed to happen a little bit later and probably much closer to the sort of the, bomb sequence. The explosion, yeah, yeah. So that it was like the last thing he said to him before he nearly fucking died. Yeah. And he then realizes he's like, because he does, like that moment's lovely where he tells him that he's actually afraid. He feels fear again, that he's afraid of losing Alfred. So I like that was nice. But I do think, I think some of the scenes play in the wrong order for the film to be honest mm. yeah or, or it could do with some slight restructuring like I, like again mm. that bomb thing i think should have been after riddler had been caught i think that's what batman should have been racing to stop next baby but i it's wing. just that yeah that the in the cell like that exchange that bit where he he thinks riddler knows who he is and that just really that well. moment where it's like we almost got him, and it's like, oh, he he doesn't like I. That was excellent. That was really good because I was kind of I was like, where is this gonna go now? If you know who he is, then you're just gonna tell now, the whole world. Saying like, that, I think Eric had, if he hadn't known who he was, Eric had the perfect way to like defeat the Riddler. Yeah, yeah which was from the the Hush story, which is referenced in this film as well the yeah. reference hush in it which is that if they got rid of the whole flooding of the city because i didn't like that i just felt that that was a very tacked on superhero oh they got to stop a big thing at the end now i know that is in one of the comics yeah that is, that is cited like is the flooding of, of gotham uh which was a, a riddler story as well but i just think if they had that moment where the riddler was like i figured you out i know who you are i'm the smartest man you're not you know the classic Riddler idea that the Riddler is constantly trying to be the smartest person in the world and be the most famous and then Batman going well and says the riddle to well, when an elephant sits on your fence what time is it? It's time to get a new fence. Come on, everyone knows that. Give me a hard one. Like, right, everyone knows it. It's useless. It's worthless. When everyone knows it, that's it. It's gone. Now you're not the smartest person. That moment and then you just the with Paul Dano's brilliant acting having his whole world crushed. He figured it out but if he says it, that's it. He's not smart anymore. Because everyone now knows. Yeah, it's one of the best endings to a comic book I ever read. It's, it's all about the delivery as well. Like, how it yes. be delivered. But I do, like, that... As soon as Eric said that, I was like, oh my god, that would have been so good. To, I think to, it, to it would have and... fit into the movie more. I don't know if it would. So I, think you, I think you need the history between them first. I think you need like let's say a trilogy of films and the riddler is in it again and you've had that him trying to figure him out this whole time uh then it's great but this is like he's not even the riddler yet you know yeah uh i but uh, i need to get his green bowler hat first (laughs) (laughs) well it's just he needs to find himself and i think that was one of the really interesting things about what they did with the riddler in this I love the moment where they showed that he was streaming. You know, hey and he guys. had he had followers and thanks for all my because yeah. it's a lot he had like more, he had way more followers than us. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's like those you know like we, we you see them online the you know radical people with their fucking agendas and they make their videos going oh yeah look at this woke film or something and they try to get people angry about it. Like, right. these influencers, I guess, that have a small following of like-minded people, mm. it can be very dangerous if you get them angry enough. And uh, it's very, it touches, it's it's very close to reality. Well, that quick scene, I did like that scene, this, this dreaming thing. Um, I laughed a little bit at first when I saw it. I was like, hey, guys, thanks for chatting. I was like, yeah, that's kind of funny. But also, I did <laughs> like... Um, it reminded me of Joker, as in Todd Phillips' Joker, mm-hmm. in that you have a very damaged individual mm. who has not had a lot of support growing up, right? Yep. Like, even he gives the monologue about how he was an orphan, that nobody actually looked after them, funds were never given to them, you know, they, they, they slept in rooms where there wasn't enough beds, people were starving, rats were in there, like, horrible, horrible growing up experience, right? And you can imagine this guy as well, very feeble, like he liked to do puzzles. He got bullied a lot. And then you meet 
he's very angry and he meets he finds a community online of a lot of other very angry people in this city mm. and he has some ideas but they're egging him on and the more support he's getting the more he kind of is like oh this is good like what i'm doing is mm. good because my fans like it as well mm. you know yeah. there is an element of like the riddler was created by a community and not yeah. just one guy edward, um... not just edward nashton which is the name they used in this movie, which is also really good. <laughs> they're not using Edward Dinkman, they're using Edward Nashton. But also, they didn't actually specify his That's... name. Well, he had he two had names. names. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they showed two names, but it, it looked like there was others. Yeah, I yes. think the idea is that they don't so he's an have enigma. a clue. He is an enigma. Yeah, Whoa. they have no idea <laughs> what his actual name is. And I was like, at, at one point, I actually thought they were, because they did mention the kind of hush storyline mm-hmm. and they mentioned richard elliott which i believe is the father of thomas elliott and i actually thought it's like oh are they are they meshing it in such a way that the riddler is uh thomas elliott is he hush is he hush and the riddler because like the riddler was behind the whole hush thing anyway mm. so i thought maybe they were going in that direction at one point and that's why it was something like sins of the father and all this kind of stuff it didn't actually go there, but that doesn't mean that might not. Oh, uh, you could see them going down that direction. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I liked the, the the photo of of him staring Bruce out of it as a child, and he fucking hates Bruce Wayne, doesn't he? Because hmm. they're like the billionaire orphan. It's like you don't know what it's like to be an actual orphan, or yeah. you know, at yeah. least in well, his view. It's again back to one of the key factors of the Riddler's character is everyone else getting attention over him and he can't stand that like mm. like he's like well I'm you know I'm here I exist I can do great things give me give me the attention that I deserve it's his main issue that keeps motivating him is to get that um is to get that attention that love and that praise his narcissism seems, yeah that, that just seemed to have been denied so that's again fueling into it it's like one thing they brought up in the film as well which I loved was that the Riddler pointed out how like the problem in in Gotham, right, with the corruption, at least this version of Riddler, and um, that's the riddle. And then he's and he's been trying to kind of solve it for years, thinking about how do you solve this problem. And then the answer came in the form of Batman. He went, Oh, that's it. That's how I do it. I I do what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that really worked for me. Like I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, that that moment where the the dude, um, he asked him like, "What? Why you? Who? What? Who are you? Isn't it? Is that what he said?" Oh, the other kind of Riddler yeah. goon. Yeah, the goon, which is cool. I love the way they did the goons. That they're just uh, kind of fanatics. Copycats, of... nearly. Yeah. 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 Um, similar approach to Todd Phillips Joker, and yeah. uh, yeah, and then the goon says, "I am vengeance," and just the look on Batman's face, <laughs> it's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like just yeah. that realization of like, ah, uh, yeah, you've been kind of doing it wrong the whole time, haven't you, buddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that realization of what he actually needs to do now. Hmm. It's a cool it's arc. Also, it is a cool arc. Um, felt a little rushed towards the end, I thought. Even though, which is a weird thing to say <laughs> for a three-hour movie. Because I was gonna say, like, I mean, I this, you know, I dislike when studios come in and and cut a movie down mm. but goddamn this movie could be cut down it it really could yeah i agree uh three it, hours it could, I, felt yeah. it felt uh, like three hours for yeah, sure i don't agree with that actually i didn't feel that but that i think and different people are saying different levels of that okay. i think that's purely down to how much are you enjoying this yes but it, like again i still think that it's a part of that flooding scene and the goons and stuff that just wasn't really needed for this movie it just didn't fit the tone and the main drive of the movie because the drive of the movie was the the characters yeah the characters the character interactions the character arcs and stuff which is mm. why i like i get what you're saying adam that yeah i suppose it is something that they needed to build upon a relationship that really that dialogue would have worked but that it needed that sort of ending of dialogue or ending like seven or you know it's quite grand and real because it's just the, the flooding and the, the the cgi and stuff it just didn't really work for me and the fight as well with the goons seemed a little 
weirdly enough underwhelming. All right. Okay. Well, that's for me. Like I just yeah. thought yeah. that was like. Well, I just think the, like where they could could cut down is more in the the kind of silent moments. Like I think that there's yeah. a lot of scenes yeah. I think that are just a little bit long, and they could cut those yeah. scenes down a bit. That's more where I would do my edits yeah. to try and quicken the pace well, because, yeah. because the Joker, yeah. the Joker feels like a long movie. I feel when you're watching yes. it because of mm-hmm. its subject matter. When you when you have heavy subject. You have to be careful with your runtime because you can drain your audience a bit. And I feel yeah. like this movie kind of suffers from that a little bit. And uh, I, I think it definitely doesn't need that. I think you can tell this whole story in a shorter period and and, and get yeah. through some of those um, kind of where he's just kind of staring. Like, as I, I there was a shot where I'm like, I wish you cut before you did that, which was um, when he knocks the penguin over and he's walking towards the car and he literally bends down to have a look at him yeah i really and didn't like that cut with him just walking towards the car it's menacing and then him. and yeah, then it's like agree. next scene is he's pushing him up to the thing because but it is little things like that because there's a couple of scenes of that where it's like if you if you just cut it there yeah like that'll all add up and it will oh absolutely and that's what experience. i mean yeah. that's what i mean there's like there's so it's not there's... like getting rid of the story at all no it's story just... no scenes nothing like that it's more just like let's just let's just cut that just there because i even felt the way like um personally about the car chase which i thought was a great sequence yeah but i didn't think it needed to be as long as it was yeah i got the gist of it it's one car chasing another car there's not lots of cars (laughs) you know there's not it's not a huge cool scene though no it is a great scene don't get me wrong it reminded me of um it it reminded (laughs) me of like matrix reloaded mixed with like prisoners you know the rain coming down yeah, and also a bit of Mad Max. The car was a bit like Mad Max's car, like the Road Warrior. Yeah, it's a cool car. <laughs> it's a cool Batmobile, I have to say. Oh uh, yeah, no, the the because Kieran Kieran was sitting with our cousin Kieran was sitting with me and me and Chris and Ash, and like I I could tell I didn't have to look at him, I didn't have to ask him right. or anything, but I could just tell the minute that the engine started mm-hmm. to roar and the the the. the fucking jet propulsion thing started it is a jet engine isn't it yeah sure it looks like, like I it could, i just know that he was like creaming his pants he was <laughs> loving that <laughs> it was fucking cool um i suppose what was what was your favorite thing about the movie then just going around favorite um oh i mean oof so many great moments uh the first thing that kind of popped my head actually when he said that was the 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 hallway sequence because it looked great in the trailer and then within context of the movie it was also awesome do you mean when it's all um just lit when by the guns when he's when he's, the yeah power. when he's cut the powers to pitch black he's using the fear tactic of like you know the first goes and takes it down and that's just the fact that your man is using a phone he's mm-hmm. using the light on the phone it's not very often you see in movies someone going oh yeah i've lived in digital age there's a light on my phone. I'm going to use it. <laughs> Don't have to have that, but yeah, just the the lighting of it and everything he was doing was just really awesome. In fact, that entire sequence from Selena Kyle having the conversation with Falcone and mm-hmm. that build up and everything, just really great sequence. Yeah, it was cool. It's cool. Uh, Adam, I think it's just the opening uh, for me. Uh, it's kind of hard to pick a scene necessarily, but. Uh, probably where the light shines and you can see the riddler in the in the mm-hmm. room yeah, yeah. all the way to the monologue because i think you can there's a point where you can kind of cut it right um probably just before it's the goons chasing the guy off the train right or before that scene right if you take the beginning of the movie up to there you got one hell of a batman short story oh man like so just good. all in that that's like a, an amazing short film and uh yeah i it it just had me excited for the rest of the movie after seeing that so i think the opening is probably the second best opening in cinema i think (laughs) (laughs) well i i wasn't even i wasn't going to pick a a scene in particular like my favorite thing about the movie was honestly the detective story i got really sucked in um and even though in the end the reveal is actually obvious that it's yeah falcone is the guy that that is behind all this or whatever yeah just even the thing of like the girl who went missing and what did she know and who did she know and 
all of that little stuff, I was like, oh, fuck, like, how deep does this go? And, like, who, even though it's, I mean, it's Gotham, of course it goes all the way up mm, to the yeah. and the fucking yeah. commissioner. I guess there's but, something uh, fun about seeing, like, you know as an audience nearly, but it's fun mm. seeing the uh, uh, the characters finally realizing the corruption in their own city. And some of the riddles I thought were good, even though it's, it's not a case of, like, let's leave this for a long time so that the audience are stuck thinking about it. Yeah. But, like, even the one where it's like, what does a liar do? when he's dead or something yeah, like, yeah. He, he lies still yeah that's good i was like that's really good i love how, <laughs> how uh, i don't know like I, I, I is this i don't know if it's actually a thing or is it just me picking it up but gordon seems to he, he read out the riddles to batman and then he goes and, and hands it to batman and says a line and he ends up rhyming with the with the riddle Right, and he does yeah. it. He does it a couple of times. <laughs> I think. I think that's just down to the kind of the, the script writing of. Yeah, it. yeah. But it, it's it it's slow. It's kind of nice. fun. It's, I, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, but I actually liked it. The the kind of poeticness. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was. Yeah, it, it was almost. Nice. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of a humor to it. I think, but yeah. it it worked. Well, I liked it. Was it the first card? Was an owl? I was like, who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like that's good. I like that. Um, I yeah, these the these aren't um, messages and stuff. They're so good. These aren't the uh, Jim Carrey riddles or like you know riddles in the dark kind of riddles. These are fucking sick and twisted. Like you know he they're they're not necessarily a, a riddle that's well known. It's you have to kind of think outside the box, and Batman's the kind of guy that can can yeah. come up with those answers because he's yeah. a bit sick and twisted himself yeah well i mean like these riddles are very it's almost like you know with jim carrey's riddler let's say or even the the riddler from adam west's time they're kind of just saying riddles because they just enjoy it like it's kind of like the joker laughing yeah but these yeah. were like yeah these were riddles that almost felt like <laughs> paul dano's character invented them specifically for that situation could you imagine if that was actually a psychotic trait where you just compulsively, almost like a tick, you just say a riddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone needs to make that, you know, like like Todd Phillips style movie. Yeah. Where like someone's playing the Riddler, and for two hours we have to watch a man who compulsively tells riddles the whole way through. <laughs> I was a little disappointed that there's no connection between those two films. Do you know that's funny that there's... you say that because um, Ash was actually saying what would have made the film for her, because she also, I think maybe a lot of people agree she also did not like the scene with the joker no right right and the very cheesy laugh and she was like oh, imagine if that had been walking phoenix in that cell yeah yeah kieran kieran said the same he's like you would have liked if that was walking phoenix like it's there. like okay not everything has to be connected but at the same time I, those I, two I are so seeing, similar yeah i wouldn't mind seeing walking phoenix's joker going up against robert pattinson's batman like it doesn't even have to be like like i mean that could be just because the Joker seems to have inspired a generation. Yeah, it could be just yeah. it could just be a tug, but it's just the, that the the actual con- like the tonally they're connected, and yeah. they're both exploring the idea that the Waynes could possibly have been a little bit dirty. Yeah, and it just seems a bit odd. It's like, well, why not have them <laughs> connected then? I'm, surp- I'm, surp- I'm surprised they brought in um, that Martha was an Arkham. Loved it. As well, I was like, "This is this is some interesting shit. Like, this could go down another road in the sequel, yeah. where we talk about the Arkham family through Bruce's mother, where he has more of a connection to Arkham Asylum and its lineage than just, oh, all my villains are locked up here. Mm. It mm. could, it could be. I don't know. Like, if given that this one drew very closely from like the Long Halloween and Year One and Hush and these comics." Like, imagine if the next one drew a lot from Arkham Asylum, the comic. Oh, speaking my it language. It would be sick. Like, you know, like <laughs> maybe, maybe he gets locked up in the asylum with all the criminals and has to fight them. I don't know. Dream <laughs> fucking movie? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so Batman yeah. meets the raid. Meets Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Yes, essentially. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And that yeah. Batman suppose... could do that, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah that'd oh, be 100%. Nice. That'd be sick. Before we uh, finish up as well, I just want to ask, what did you guys think about the music overall? Only because it was used in all the trailers. Um, so it was very much, you know, like they were pushing this music 
big time for mm -hmm. this film. You know, they weren't using like random trailer music. They've mm -hmm. been pushing this theme the whole way through. So, Adam, you shaked your head there. You I like I like that they actually the the Nirvana song is in the film. I like yes. that because I hate when you see a trailer and you get, you're so pumped for it and it has the right tone and then uh, they never end up using that tone tune in the film like at all so i enjoy that it's in it but it's like that it's fucking in it though like i mean if you don't want nirvana stuck in your head don't go see this fucking film <laughs> like it's it it's without that this film really lacks a good score i think and it's the yeah. only batman film that i have i i come out of it not really like there's no like pumped up batman score like there's kind of a cool brooding t tune mm. at certain bits, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have the well. I suppose it kind of Miss Hans Zimmer's work a little bit, I guess. But right. it just doesn't have that <laughs> to it. I I think it did lack um in the soundtrack department as a film. Eric, how about you? I actually I really liked it. I really like the distinctiveness between each of the three characters and their music. I think, Chris, you pointed out to me after we watched it that Paul, the Riddler's soundtrack has a few little, little notes from Ave Maria, which mm -hmm. he yeah. seems to play a lot as well. So I really, I really liked... Now, I'll admit the overuse of Batman's theme gets a little old. But then I thought he was still quite clever with it in that he did variations of it that it would still work with the context of the scene but mm -hmm. i still think it felt a little like back to the future you know where it's like every five yeah. seconds you're hearing <laughs> that same theme and you're like oh my god there's only stop. so much you can do with a couple of notes <laughs> yeah there's only so much but i i really liked it but i will agree with that that it's not it's not the best it's not the best one but i still like this like i was thinking you know just hand zimmer's hand zimmer like fucking thing come on yeah I think I, I, I'm kind of in agreement with Eric on this one where I liked it. Yes, I don't think it's the best Batman score ever, um, but I liked it. I thought it worked in the movie. I wasn't like, this is a terrible score. Like, it's a, it's a good score. I really like that Batman theme, I have to say. Mm. I'm well into it. Just the bum, 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 bum. I'm into that. I like play that all day long. I'm into it. <laughs> I prefer it. I prefer it to the Junkie XL Batman team. From Justice League, you mean? From Batman v Superman. All right. I I, I prefer this one. Um, okay. but I'm not talking. Oh about yeah, no, I yeah. Beautiful lighting. I'm talking about just yeah. the Batman theme, right? Yeah, no, no. Um, I I like the I like the tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that, like, let's say that that conflict at the end deserves something, like you know when. Uh, yes, no, I agree. Know, like the, there's moments the, that need more. You know, like the Rohan team tune, right? There's like, you know, there's a certain beat to it, right? But then once we get to the Battle of the Pelennor Fields, it's like all, all, or all instruments. Let's take them all in and let's build this thing up into like this huge orchestral yeah. swell. Well, much, I think it's missing like, that. It is missing exactly what like Hans Zimmer did. With the end of the Dark Knight Rises, yes, where all the themes throughout the film start coming That's together. That's what we needed. Lin Manuel Miranda style, like huge track. This is the finale of the musical, yeah, where everyone's melody comes together. Uh, it is kind of missing that. I do agree, yeah. but I do think that the score works for the movie. Uh, but yes, it could have been better. I do agree there. Um, I liked the use of something in the way, but not twice. Not twice. Once was once was enough. I liked it in the beginning. I also one thing that I think would have elevated the intro to this movie for me, mm. even, like the opening of the movie is amazing, right? But as soon as he leaves that crime scene and something in the way plays, I would have loved a you know the way at the start of seven, it's almost like a dark version of a James Bond opening. Yeah, um, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. If they had something like that with the something in the way playing over it, hmm. I, I like it just would have set a serious tone for this fucking movie. Yeah, you mean like the kind of like the the Last of Us style title sequence? Yeah, something like that, or even yeah. even like if you want to go kind of like a James Bondy intro, like even like the opening to um the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, bro, that was you so know good. what I mean? Like just something a visual aid. With yeah, something. It was a little strange, over. I think, uh, the way it opened with the Batman and 
the, yeah. the music that plays there. It's like... Was Ave Maria. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Which I think... the Riddler's theme. They probably should have just started with, you know, not that... They don't have the Batman just yet, right? Bring that up after the intro. After, <laughs> after he leaves that crime scene, he's after yeah. looking at that, that yeah. young Then boy. bring it in. Boom. Yeah, I agree. And I know that's... Or uh, at the very end... But sure, that's the same. It's like, but sure, what's the difference? It's still in it. It's like, yeah, but where you place it is a punctuation. Yeah, no, yeah, no. actually, at the very end. Okay, that's what we want to know from the listeners. Where should I have placed the Batman? The Batman <laughs> logo. I think it should be at the end because he... Because he's becoming the Batman. He hasn't. He, he mentions the Batman once in the movie, really. Maybe twice. Well, the Riddler keeps calling him the Batman. The yeah. Card. But it's like he finally figures out who he is. He's no longer vengeance anymore. At the very end, he becomes the Batman. And I think that's where it should come up. Boom. Well, what do all you guys think? That's what we want to know. And not just about that, but about the movie in general, the performances, the music, and Matt Reeves' direction. What do you actually think of this movie? Uh, If you've been watching us on YouTube, please jump down in the comments to share your thoughts. And also, if you agree or disagree with any of the points that we brought up, please feel free to let us know. Your thoughts on all the scenes, all the performances, everything that we tell just talked about. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why we're wrong or tell us why we're right. And if you enjoyed this, please give us a thumbs up, hit subscribe, and click that notification bell. This is at Audio Platforms, and you can also touch base with us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Brothers Tate, to give your take on The Batman. That's it for this week's episode, but we'll be back next week to talk about more awesome shit. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.